Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live yeah. from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, last night, Texans, a lot of awards. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Was it the greatest night in Texans history? <laughs> Sean Pendergast said yes. Let's embrace debate. Come on, man. Uh, I, I feel him in this regard. Or, greatest night in Texans history for the organization, it's in the conversation. I would say three or four, because the greatest night is Bob McNair getting the damn thing. I mean, I mean, we did not have football in Houston. That would be it. And number two might be opening night, even though that's on the field, just for the city, you know, the, the craziness. Uh, but but I, I I felt something last night as I'm watching it. You know, the What's sa- your feel? I don't know. Uh, let me let me try to tell you what I felt last night. Um, so the volume was down because I was in the casino, uh, but I'm watching it and I'm like, validation, like for the organization, you're not a little brother anymore, you know, because there are so many things uh, in this organization's history where, where the Texans haven't even been in the same league practically as other NFL teams. Never had a Hall of Famer. You know, you had uh, D'Amico was Defensive Rookie of the Year. J.J. was Defensive Rookie of the Year. Andre was Offensive Rookie of the Year. I believe those are the three. Um, uh, But regardless, you know, you got the Rookie of the Year and the Defensive Rookie of the Year in the same day you got Andre Johnson. It's huge for the organization. It's not the best, the greatest moment in Texans history, though. No, I don't even even think it's – I don't even think it's top 50. Like, (laughs) I I, I don't – like, I – look, it's awards, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's awards. We don't know who won the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year two years ago. It's nice to get a Hall of Famer and, and get over there. Well, we knew that day was coming. Yeah. Uh, if, if we're going to have, like, it, it, the, dra- the draft day would be up there. That like, too. Because, because, you got, because you got those guys, and it was a splash, and it was a surprise. Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't know what was coming. And, and this is not possible without that. So it's, it's a chicken or egg type of thing where you – you have to, I, I think you have to look at the draft if you're going to say this and say that was more important. Yeah. I, did you? I thought Andre was going to get in the Hall of Fame. There were a lot of context clues that Dre was getting in, mm-hmm. and it happened. It's good now that the Texans can say they have a Hall of Famer, and they're going to have two when J.J. goes. Yeah. But, like, greatest night in Texas history? Nah, not for me. No, and that's not for me either. Uh, but, uh, but for the organization, for you know, I, I thought it was, it was definitely up there. Um, and I think what separates this from, like, you say it was awards, you know, and nobody remembers these awards. But the fact that they all three happened the same night, you know, I thought that was that made it feel maybe that's why it made me feel a certain way uh, watching it happen. Because uh, you, you got the, the, the past and the future, the greatest of the past and the greatest of the future on the same night. And that kind of puts or the present, uh, yeah, present and future. But but but. That I think that's what made me think, like, kind of shake my head. Dang, what a great night! I mean, this they, regardless of where you put it, one of the best nights, just for the Texans, you know, as an organization. I'm not going to say, you know, because I think of field on the field, like uh, what I count as the greatest nights. I I just think Andre is uh, he's about this life, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think it means. I think I think Andre JJ is going to look at JJ is going to make the uh, the Hall of Fame. 
mm-hmm. and JJ is gonna. It's gonna be about JJ, rightfully so. It's gonna be about JJ. It's gonna be a big event. I'm sure he'll go on McAfee and do all that crap. But I don't mean to call it crap, but you know <laughs> what I mean. But I, I think Andre, like he really like the responsibility of being the first Houston Texan Hall of Famer. I think it really means something to him. Oh, for sure. Like he's married to this organization. He knew while he was playing. Uh, that he was the organization. He was the face of the organization. And that's very rare, too, you know, until you get later in your career. But early on, because it was, it was the second, year, second draft uh, of, of, the, uh, of the Texans' history, he knew from the very beginning, okay, I'm the number three overall pick. I'm going to have to carry this organization as the face of the franchise. And that's why he just embraced it. And that's why it was so, so good. By the way, J.J. wasn't defensive rookie of the year? No. He was not. Yeah, because he kicked, He kind of kicked it in late. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico and Cushing uh, were. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Cush. Yeah. But, no, no. I, and so for him to he, – he has, he has worn that from the time he was 21 years old. And now that he's in the Hall of Fame, you know, it's, it's, definitely, it, it's definitely a different world for him. If we're going to really dive into this award show, I, I think it's a travesty. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig, we're live from uh, – Radio Row in Las Vegas. I I don't see how Nick Casario doesn't get exec of the year. It doesn't make any sense to me. If he if he drafted the offensive and defensive rookie of the year and, and he hired the runner up for coach of the year, how how in the heck is he not executive of the year? It's it's a head scratcher because a lot of times they're doing lifetime achievement crap, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, a, a lot of times when they do these things um, it's like a year after the fact, right? Yeah, it's because you definitely you know that they did something in, in let's say twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. They they kind of you know benefit the fruits of the la- of their labor, so to speak. But what more evidence do you need than a team going from the record they had to the playoffs and a playoff win? With those players you drafted and that coach that you hired. That's what's confusing. <laughs> I mean, what more evidence do you need? Yeah, that's what's confusing to me. I just don't know how that makes any sense. Yeah. At yeah. all. Like, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't even, like, register to me. Mm-hmm. And Nick Casario. Yeah. 40-minute man should have been getting an award yesterday. I, I just don't. I do not understand it at all. Uh-huh. It's He doesn't care, though. But No, he doesn't, but... I, I mean, it would have been nice to get that recognition. Yeah, some yeah. sort of validation or something like that. Yeah. I just don't. I, I just don't really understand why Nick Casario didn't get that award. And I, I also like. And, and Sean brought this up. Sean Pendergast brought this up. I like how CJ is openly saying, "I want to be MVP." Yeah, yeah. Some guys would just sit there and say, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's a team award." You know, blah blah blah. But he is openly saying, "I want." to be the MVP of the NFL. He said he wants to be the best ever. I mean, okay, I'm down with that. I mean, he said it a few weeks ago, I want to be the best ever. Might have been on the McAfee show. Uh, but, but, but uh, the, yeah, that, that's the kind of swag, confidence, whatever you want to call it, that, that you want from your guys. I wonder what his odds are. You should go check the prop bets to see what, uh, to what CJ's odds are to win MVP next year. I have the sheet still in my bag. Yeah, go check that out. Yeah, I kept it. Sprinkle a little something on it. Maybe. It's 20 to 1, 25, something like that. Could Mm -hmm. be 30. Who knows? But, yeah, go get on that. Yeah. Get it. Landry Locker, uh, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Um, We see 
the good with the Texans, and we talk about the hope with Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. what, what are the guys that we should put on watch for the bad? Like, who are you the most concerned about? I, I just saw a picture. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to no, say. <laughs> Noah. Okay, uh, let's talk about this I, picture. I, I think Noah on Twitter is like my one. one I, think, I think he's the best uh, Texans follow. He's hilarious. So, so the, so so Kenyon Green took a picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and explain this was, it. This was the describe uh, it. For this us. was the team photo, um, and he's flexing. I got to tell you, man, I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> he looks in this picture. It's supposed to be an intimidating picture. He looks like a guy that has been out of the league for 15 years, trying on his old uniform. Like, what happened to the slim and trim, uh, bigger, stronger Kenyon Green we thought we were going to get? I don't, I don't, I mean, this is, this was before the season. Oh, that was before the season. I thought that was a recent pick. Nevertheless. <laughs> Nevertheless. Thank you. What, how would you describe the pick? To me, that looked like that looked like a guy who um, just started his weight loss journey, so he had to take that first <laughs> picture, and so he throw the guns up like, "Yeah, this is me before I lose all this weight." I thought you had the best description: <laughs> the dad at his son's recruiting trip. Yeah, you see that picture of the dad that's wearing the sleeve, <laughs> and he he has the he has the skull cap on. Man. It wasn't good. Yeah. That would be one of my biggest concerns. What about Mechie? How are we talking about Mechie next year? If we're talking about him like a football player that's on the brink of uh, going in a, in a bad direction. I mean. Should he be fighting for a spot? Yes. 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 It's Ross Blacklock territory. You, you have to draft a receiver, you know, and maybe in that spot. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. day three comes around and there's someone in the slot, like a slot receiver that you can figure out, you got to yeah. You got to look into it. You got to be proactive on it. Yeah. You know, we, we kept waiting and predicting and waiting and predicting, and, and it never happened. And then when there was an opportunity in key games for him to, to finally make a move and, and make some plays, he did not. Uh, you know, it, it's it, – it's, Mechie is – he might be number two on the list. I'd say Mechie, Kenyon. Titus. The extended Titus Howard. Got to see got to see a lead at right tackle there. And then Jalen Petrie. I mean, I, they're not going to try to, like, actively replace him, but he's got it. I mean, an, an interception would be nice next year. I mean, didn't have a single one after five. Are you sure they're not going to try to get a safety? I mean, maybe another one. I mean, Jimmy Ward's coming back. I don't know. Like, are they proactive? I don't know how D'Amico looks at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casario – Obviously loves Jalen Petrie, but I don't. I don't know how D'Amico looks at that. Yeah, D'Amico says publicly, you know, he's 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 the guy. He's always in the right spot, etc. But but we haven't seen it. I mean, we you know we've seen him make a play here or there, but we haven't seen consistency from him. Yeah, I, w- I would say those are the the guys that are most on the uh, on the watch list to. Uh, I mean, to really be fighting for their jobs when uh, camp comes around. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be other just, you know, attrition, you know, with some players that actually had pretty decent years, but but you're going to try to upgrade from. That's a whole different category. Uh, like Denzel Perryman, you know, something like that. You know, he didn't have a horrible year. It wasn't awesome, but he didn't have a horrible year. He had some good, very good moments. But I think you're going to try to, to upgrade those. But you're talking about, like, who is on the brink of, like, falling off. It's, I think it's those four guys. 
you know, Kenyon Green. Who would you bet on? Who would you – is Petrie the one that you're the most optimistic? Probably. Uh, Petrie would be one. I'm not yet – even though you have to treat him like a guy that's on the brink, I'm not yet done with John Mechie, you know. So he might be the second I, I, I would bet on. And then Titus Howard and Kenyon Green, I, I don't have any confidence right now uh, in, in them. I don't even know if Kenyon starts. I don't. I don't either. I mean, I, I, why would he? Uh maybe he's better than he was. I don't know. <laughs> I, I almost feel like the injury was a blessing in disguise, where he could kind of step away and try to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the that's really. I mean, if Casario, that's that's the Casario mistakes right now. The offensive line, and and some people would say the offensive line is the most uh, the most concerning thing. But the offensive line for me is. Something that if we're going to try to nitpick Nick Casario, and in one breath I'm going to say Nick Casario mm-hmm. got screwed and, and wasn't the – it should have been the exec of the year. The one weakness right now I would say is perhaps the offensive line, mm-hmm. depending on if Titus Howard looks like he belongs as what? a top five right tackle and the Kenyon Green situation. Although he did hit on some some late round guys. Uh, on the interior, so maybe maybe it can kind of wash out. But I, I, if if we're nitpicking Nick Casario, I would say that's his biggest concern. I'm not sure it's even nitpicking when it comes to Kenyon Green. You know, with where he was selected, you you draft a guy number 15 overall at guard. He should be a day one starter and a year two Pro Bowler, or at least in the conversation for the Pro Bowl. So that's not nitpicking when you come to uh, to Kenyon Green. But come on, I mean. Yes, he's not going to hit everything just perfect. Uh, so, and by the way, Mechie's a second rounder too. You know, uh, so those were two misses. But you can't like say, oh, like, because he missed those, he's 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 not doing a good it job. It happens. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a good gr- a good job. He's doing a great job. You know, given given everything that's happened in the last year. But if you're going to say, you know, what are the warts? Those two. I mean, hundred uh, percent, and the contract. Yeah, I, that that one kind of went under the radar. Uh, the Titus decision, and I wonder. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm happy for Titus that he got his got his bread. Good for him. I mean, and especially getting hurt. Good for him. And and he didn't he didn't want to play guard. Uh, but but he did what they asked him to do. But yeah, of, of all the the decisions, that it raises the eyebrows because I just don't see that the value would have gone up much more. Mm-hmm. Like even if Titus had a good year, like you're telling me that 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 price jumps up that much more. Well, knowing what we know now, he would have gotten a one or two year contract for a lot less. Uh, but uh, they decided to commit to him, and I think a lot of people were optimistic because they signed him. Like they know what they're doing. They signed him to the, was it thirty? Um, this big contract, thirty million dollar contract. So he must be good. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> so that was a miss. Those three things. Yeah, Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Uh, here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. It was a uh, it was a definite miss. We're live at Radio Row. It, um, sometimes when it comes to, like, heights and weights, uh, guys are taller uh, on the, in the program than they are, you know, in person. And the weight, John McClain used to be really pissed off about weights. <laughs> he was the weight police. He was obsessed. He was obsessed. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was incredibly obsessed with weight. How much do you weigh? I, I don't know how I don't know how Rob Gronkowski's listed at six six. Because you're you're he, you're, he, you're pushing. He six, looks six. like he's six eight. You're, you're like over six five. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I just happen to be behind you walking. Yeah. And I'm like, 
He makes Landry look small. <laughs> dude, hey, that dude is bigger than 6'6". He's bigger than 6'6". There is no doubt about it. My yeah. man is way bigger. Absolutely living his best life. Than 6'6". He, I was talking to the USAA people, you know, because he does those spots, and we were at the Army-Navy game. What a good spot he's doing for them. They could not have gushed more about, like, everything they want him to do, he does. Every event, corporate event, fan event, he's in there talking and engaging, and, and now he's got the party that Sean's going to. How did he get into that, by the way? Sean, Yellow Rose. Risky. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're Yellow Rose. Yeah. Uh, that I, I would not be able to do that. Whiskey? No, I just, like, uh, I'm, I'm Vegas style. Yeah. Yeah, like a party with Gronk and Shaq and On stuff. On the end of a six-day trip? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. And you got to fly back the day oh, of the Super Bowl? Like, no, I didn't you. really – I drank pretty – you know, pretty – I don't know if every day, but pretty much every day. But I never really had more than, like, two, you know, over the course of several hours, two or three. Last night I went a little harder. I was just feeling it because I was up and all that stuff. But, uh, no. Nah. But you're still just exhausted, you know. Uh, when you go to bed every night, you're like, whew, it's time to go to bed, boy. <laughs> Man. I got to check on wifey, man. I don't know how she's. Well, she got out. in at five forty-five in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I had the pizza and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you get the machine pizza? Hell no, I don't think so. That's kind of my one regret. I'm not sure if she got the machine. It pizza smelled or not. good. Yeah, it, it, it's I'm me- not sure. I never got the machine pizza because it's baked in that machine. Yeah, like it's heated or whatever in that yeah. machine. Yeah. And I, I wanted to get one all week long, and I never did. Yeah. Oh, well. That was, uh, that was Bernie walking by right there. Bernie. Ryan Bernie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Handling CJ's business. Yeah. There you go. How Come. about the big hat picture you took yesterday? Hey, I was talking bad about big hats, and Dude. then I saw Chuck Liddell in one, and I said, I'm done talking bad about <laughs> Dude. it. My ass knocked out. They are awful. But, yeah, you should have said that when you're in his presence. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything I else. I ain't saying a damn thing to Chuck Liddell. <laughs> exactly. Knock my ass out with that yeah. belly. Belly and all. That's for dang sure. Coming up, OG Passing Thoughts live from Las Vegas next.